Greetings Stay Frosty Park Runners. Welcome to the 8th edition of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. I know it's a little early, but this week I'm having my Halloween special. It's all very well celebrating Halloween next week, but if all the runs have already happened, then you will have missed them. This week, as well as looking at the runs, I've got a short Halloween ghost story for you. It wouldn't be Halloween without a ghost story. I've got my featured park runs, and I'm also going to be letting you know how we got on with our park runs this week. As always, you can get in touch and let me know what you're up to this Halloween. Drop me an email at stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or pop onto the Stay Frosty Park Run Facebook page. Leave your comments, leave a story, let me know anything you've been up to or anything you're going to be getting up to in particular. Having searched online, I've realised that there are quite a few park runs which like to incorporate Halloween as part of their running events at the end of October. The last time Halloween coincided with the 31st was on Saturday, which was in 2015, which was also the year Jay and I tied the knot. And the next one will be held in 2020. But that certainly doesn't stop many park runs from celebrating on the nearest Saturday. I imagine that not all park runs advertise the fact that they're doing a Halloween run, although that doesn't stop my intention of rocking up to whatever park run I go to in costume. But the ones I've found who have mentioned it in particular can hear Bill Kay in Park Run between Basildon and Chelmsford, Salisbury Park Run, which is actually slightly south of Salisbury, Pool Park Run have popped up with an advert on Facebook for it, Sutton Park Run, who have actually gone all out with a YouTube video advertising their Halloween Park Run. As well as Park Run, there are also Halloween-themed runs up and down the country, including, but not limited to, and I've just picked out a few here, so there's the London Halloween 5K and 10K at the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park on Thursday the 1st of November starting at 7pm. And you can find out more about that at www.runthrough.co.uk The Halloween Fun Run on Hove Promenade near Brighton is another one. This one's on Saturday the 27th of October but it starts at 11am so you could still do a nearby park run and then go on to this one which is 5k and they've also got a kids mini mile. And it sounds like costumes are pretty much mandatory but there will be prizes awarded for the best costume for adults, kids and a special student prize. Find out more about this one, pop along to halloweenfunrun.co.uk it's also the 10th annual Halloween Halloween 5 night run, and night spelt N-I-T-E, in the Thames Valley Park, Reading. This one's on Wednesday the 31st of October, so it's actually on Halloween, and it starts at 8pm. It's a masquerade-themed run of 5 kilometres, and it's described as a self-illuminated course with signs and marshals. This course is not suitable for anyone under the age of 16, for wheelchairs or for animals. There will be prizes for the best male and the best female costume. Winners will get an award and all participants will get a 10th anniversary commemorative medal and a goodie bag. To find out a bit more about this, go along to www.halloween5nightrun and like I said, night is spelled N-I-T-E and that's all one word, so halloween5nightrun.co.uk The Zeus Halloween Run is taking place in Ashby de la Zouche, Z-O-U-C-H, in north, just northwest of Leicester. It's a 7km obstacle race and starts at 5pm on Saturday, the October the 27th. It's listed as suitable for children 6 years and older, with lots of mud and fun. 
fancy dress is optional and I found out about this one on Eventbrite E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot co dot UK In Sheffield we have the ultimate Halloween survival sprint which is either 5 or 10 kilometres depending on what you fancy It's on Saturday the 27th of October and it starts at 5.45pm You're equipped with a utility belt which has three life tags on it Zombies will try and grab these tags off you as you run, so you better run fast for this one. It sounds like it's a lot of fun because at the end there's a decam- uh, it states that a decontamination team will meet you at the finish with a medal and a free glass of decontamination fizz, as it's described, along with cake and your own survival certificate. I also found out about this one on eventbrite.co.uk. There's a ghost run in Cardiff on Thursday the 25th of October starting at 7pm. This one's actually a five mile or eight kilometre trail run, so bring your trail running shoes if you have them. You need to bring a head torch and be on the lookout for ghosts and ghouls, it says. Wearing a costume, also recommended on this one. And this one I actually found out about on womensrunninguk.co.uk forward slash events. I have to say at this point I'm going to be putting all these websites on my Facebook page, so if... I've not read it out clearly or you're not sure where you're going to for which ones I will be listing them on my Facebook page so you can look them up on there there's one other one I've mentioned as well you can join one of many zombie runs so I've noticed there are quite a few zombie runs up and down the country this particular one that I've picked out is five kilometers or one mile depending on what you want around Bowhill Estate on the Scottish border takes a place on Saturday the 27th of October at 2 p.m. And the £5 entry fee also includes a medal at the end. Costumes, highly recommended for this one. And I found out about this one at www.bowhillhouse.co.uk. So that's B-O-W hillhouse.co.uk. I picked out seven different runs here, just dotted around the country, and random ones that I've picked out. But there are plenty more. If you don't want to look at the ones that I've mentioned, you can go online and you can Google Halloween Run 2018 and see what pops up there. As I've said, I will be putting these addresses on my Facebook page, so pop on there if you want to have a look at the ones that I mentioned. But there's plenty of ways out there to terrify yourselves this Halloween whilst also getting a little bit fitter. Now, it wouldn't be a Halloween special without a ghost story, and it certainly wouldn't be a Park Run podcast if that story didn't include Park Run. So I've whipped up a short story for this particular Halloween special occasion. Sally didn't believe in ghosts. Every time Halloween rolled around, she only rolled her eyes in disbelief. Sally was a keen park runner and enjoyed going to park run every week with her friends or family. She also fancied herself a bit of a detective. Every time a mystery cropped up, she would make it her mission to find out the truth. Well, Halloween was coming up once again, and all her friends had been talking about Eidolon Park Run, less than an hour from her home. Despite her voicing her doubts, her friends insisted that this particular park run was haunted and that one was most likely to see supernatural phenomenon if you ran there on their annual Halloween night run. Eventually, her friends' insistence that the run was haunted began to annoy her and she declared that she would, single-handed if necessary, debunk this myth of the haunted park run. Most of her friends refused to go, stating outright that they were either afraid or felt that any attempt to investigate the ghost would only provoke it. However, her two best friends, Natalie and Hilary, said it would be cool to do a spooky park run together, and they agreed to go with her. When it came to investigation, Sally was nobody's fool. 
A week prior to the Halloween park run, she went along to see what the event was like and found out how the rumours got started. When she got there, she quickly identified the run director by his blue bib and went over to introduce herself. She found out that his name was Reg, and he was an enthusiastic volunteer who helped set the park run up originally, and volunteered nearly every week. He was only too happy to talk about their resident spirit, and when questioned he explained that every Halloween they held a Halloween park run at dusk on the nearest Saturday, rather than 9am, as was the norm. He had not seen the ghost himself, but he was able to point out some local park runners who had. The rumour said that the ghost was of a young woman who, after losing her way in the woods, spent every Halloween trying to find her way home. Sally smiled politely, and went to ask the park runners who'd claimed to have seen this spirit about their experiences. There were three different people who had seen it, and each of them gave the same vague story about seeing eyes in the woods, hearing noises, and two of them said they had seen a white dress. The first person, Reg's wife, Fiona, said she had seen the dress and heard a sort of sighing sound. The second, Rachel, said she had seen eyes and heard rustling noises, and the third, Tom, went as far as saying he had seen the young lady and she looked confused and troubled. After this, it was getting close to 9am, and Reg gave the parkrun briefing with his infectious amount of enthusiasm, taking care to remind everyone about the following week when the parkrun would be at dusk. Sally enjoyed the parkrun, which started on grass and quickly proceeded down a gentle slope into the woods along a dirt track. After a large loop in the woods, the runners turned and headed back towards the start, going through it in the opposite direction and completing another loop in the woods, going in the other direction. After completing the park run in a solid time of 28 minutes and 16 seconds, Sally scanned her barcode and went for a cup of coffee with some of the other runners. Everyone was buzzing about the following week's Halloween special. It usually tripled their numbers, and lots of people took the time to dress up and really throw themselves into the occasion. During the week, Sally did a little research online about the ghost of Green Woods. It turned out that there was some factual evidence that showed that there was a young girl who had gone out of her home to collect bluebells on a spring morning, and sadly died after getting lost in the woods. Sally looked for any other descriptive information about the girl, to try and back up the story she had heard from the eyewitnesses, but there was no mention of a white dress or any other real, really useful information. She was looking forward to the park run, especially because she always loved running with her friends. They all had very different finishing times, but usually hung out and cheered everyone across the line before heading off. After a busy week, she was ready and raring to go on Saturday afternoon. She met Natalie and Hilary at the train station, and they all set off for Green Park. They chattered nervously on the way. Hilary suggested that they should all run together on this occasion. It was a slightly scary evening run. But Natalie, who was the quickest runner, didn't much fancy this idea. By the time they got near the park, they had all decided to run at their own paces, but to compare notes at the end to see if they'd spotted anything unusual. On entering the park, Sally was taken aback. There were at least five times the number of park runners milling around in nervous excitement, waiting for things to get going. Reg, who was the run director again, was in his element. When the time came for the pre-run briefing, Reg stepped up and gave a theatrical and lively speech outlining all the usual parkrun rules as well as warning caution to runners to be on the lookout for anything unusual in the woods and not to provoke any of the ghosts. A large number of excitable parkrunners gathered at the starting line. On the word go, the crowd surged forward, jostling for position before the path narrowed and headed into Green Park Woods. 
Sally hung back, running slower than her normal pace, as she wanted to remain very observant throughout this haunted run. On turning in onto the path which led into the woods, she struggled to stifle a small gasp of surprise. Everywhere there were pumpkins carved in a variety of different faces, each containing a light which gave off strange shadows and cast a little extra light on the coarse path. There were also solar-powered lights near the path and hanging in the trees. It was mesmerising and it almost made Sally forget why she was there in the first place. People running around her were giving whoops and calls of delight at the decoration. The woods darkened at the end of the first loop, but Sally was soon out onto the main path, having seen nothing more unusual than a plastic skeleton and a jack-o'-lantern. She was a little disappointed, but the atmosphere among the park runners soon lifted her spirits, and she decided to just enjoy the unusual event. On looping back into the woods for the second time, she marvelled at the effort the volunteer team must have gone to in order to set this event up. Suddenly, just as she relaxed into a run, she heard a scream from up ahead. She sped up to see what the commotion was. A group of runners, including Natalie, who had been ahead of her, were clustered on the edge of the path and peering into a particularly dark patch of the woods. She slowed down to join them. It was over there, I swear! She was indicating into the woods with her arm. They all peered into the darkness. There was a slight glow coming from where the girl had indicated, and suddenly the edge of a white garment was seen around a particularly wide tree trunk. A few of the runners called out in surprise when they saw it, and half of them chuckled and continued their run, muttering about part of the festivities. The girl who originally saw it grabbed another person and walked on, not wanting to provoke the ghost that she had seen. Soon only Natalie and Sally were left. "'What do you think?' asked Natalie. "'It has to be a hoax,' replied Sally. "'But how are you going to bust this myth?' "'I'm going to go and take a look.' Sally, I don't think marching into the woods in the dark is a sensible thing to do. Hilary caught up with them at this point. You guys all right? They explained the situation. Sorry, Sally, but I'm with Natalie on this one. Even if it isn't a ghost, that means it's probably a weirdo and an IT. And what if it's some poor old dear with dementia, lost in the woods? Hilary and Natalie looked at each other. You're not going to be happy until you know, are you? Sally smiled at them both, and all walked off the path gingerly into the dark woods. "'If we're quick, we can find out what it is and be back before the tailwalker has finished,' she could could almost hear her two friends rolling their eyes. They trod quickly but carefully through the undergrowth of ivy, dead leaves and other woodland detritus. Hilary had grabbed one of the solar lights on the way, and Natalie was using her mobile phone torch. "'You both need to turn your lights off.' We're not going to be able to see anything of that glow otherwise. The girls grumbled, but turned their lights out. They stopped to try and see if they could still see the eerie glow. It was some way off, a little to their left. They shuffled forward, catching glimpses of white material from behind the large tree again. Nothing changed as they approached the tree, but the ground began to slope gently downwards towards the base of the trunk. Suddenly, several things happened at once. Natalie shrieked and pointed over to the right in the dark. The other two stopped and spun round to look at where she was pointing. As they did so, they saw a shining pair of eyes some twenty feet away. An owl screeched in the distance and Sally lost her footing, half slid and half fell down a sharp bank that they hadn't seen. She bumped her head on a tree at the bottom and everything went dark. She couldn't have been unconscious for more than a minute, but when she regained consciousness she was alone in the dark. She could hear Natalie and Hilary calling her name from not far away, 
but it took a second for her to sit up and call back to them. I'm okay. I, I just bumped my head. She regretted calling out. As soon as she was silent again, she heard a rustling in the undergrowth, much closer than her friends were. Plus the eerie glowing light seemed to be coming closer and was enveloping her. She looked up and she saw the dress apparently floating towards her. Her mouth got dry and the hairs on the back of her neck prickled again. She tried to shuffle away, but was too dazed to get up and run. The floating dress was almost upon her. Oh my God, are you okay? That did sound like a ghost, and it made Sally hesitate. She knew that voice. The dress lowered and revealed Reg's wife, Fiona. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Well, I did, but you weren't meant to come looking for it. What were you thinking? Hilary and Natalie finally stumbled over from making their way around the steep bank that Sally had slid down. Are you okay? they chimed in unison. It's all my fault. I never meant for anyone to get hurt. They all looked up at Fiona, and she sighed. She began to explain the whole story, how Reg was so invested in Eidolon Park Run, but the numbers had dwindled since it opened four years ago. They began to walk back together towards the start, and she explained that it was she who suggested they do a themed run to try and boost their park run numbers. They were discussing it one evening when they were walking in Green Park on a Friday night as they sometimes did to check the course before a run, when suddenly they saw a pair of shining eyes staring at them from in the woods. It had turned out to be a fox, but it got Fiona thinking about a Halloween run. The first one they did, Fiona purposely planted the dress in the woods and mentioned to a few people about a girl who had supposedly got lost in the woods many years ago. The story had then seeded itself. Fiona apologised again. No one else knows that I'm behind the ghostly dress. Not even Reg. I'm really sorry, Sally. Sally didn't say anything. She was turning over all the information in her mind. By the time they got back, she was feeling better. They were only a few minutes after the last runner, and Reg came over to greet them. Everything okay, Fiona? Fiona looked guiltily at Sally. It's fine, said Sally. I thought I saw the ghost, so I, I went off into the woods looking for it. If Fiona hadn't shown us the way back, we would have got lost for sure. Fiona looked a little surprised, but didn't say anything. Reg asked about what she had seen, and they told him about the small adventure. Then after some unrelated small talk, Reg and Fiona moved away, leaving the three girls to talk about what, they, what had happened amongst themselves. She bid Hilary and Natalie a fond farewell and headed home, going straight to bed to get over an unusual but satisfactory evening of park running and sleuthing. Ghosts still didn't exist, and she could solve every mystery that she turned her mind to. She lay in a little on the Sunday, but eventually got up to grab a shower before going out for food. Showered and dressed, and having had breakfast, Sally gathered her bags, her keys, her shopping bag for life, and she reached over her desk to pick up her wallet and froze. In the middle of her desk, on the lid of her laptop, was a small, perfectly formed, cut bluebell. I hope you enjoyed that little Halloween trick or treat. Let me know your thoughts on stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or by logging on to the Stay Frosty Park Run Facebook page. All right, moving on to the featured park run for this week. So this week I've chosen Barking Park Run. I've chosen it because this is the one that actually Jay and I attended today. It's also my sister's home park run. It's located in, uh, really close to Barking Station. It's run in Barking Park, which is on Longbridge Road. 
best way to get there is definitely by train to Barking Station. You literally come out of the station, turn left, go straight across the roundabout, and it's just up the road on the left-hand side. There are buses that run up and down that road. I think the 62, the 5, and the EL2 actually stop right outside the park as well. The whole run is actually on tarmac, and it's it varies depending on what time of year it is. At this time of year, there's quite a few leaves, so you've got to be careful that the leaves aren't a little bit slippy. In the summer, if there's a lot of birds there, you get near the lake, you get quite a lot of goose poo, so you've got to be careful you don't slip up on that. Uh, this park run is essentially flat, with a gentle downward slope at the start and a gentle incline after the turn by the lake. You complete two laps of this course, and this uh, particular park run course does have uh, basic toilets. Uh, by basic, I mean uh, bring your own toilet roll to. There's a lake where you can hire pedalos in the summer, a cafe, a cash-only cafe, I should say. And in the summer, there's also a model train for children to ride. There were 228 runners at Barking Park Run on the 25th of December in 2017, and this is the largest number of runners that Barking Park Run has had. I'm guessing this was because it was a Christmas special and it was actually on a Monday, so that's why there were so many on that particular day. The number of runs to date is 329, and the first one was the, on the 28th of July in 2012. For final thoughts on this park run, I actually asked Nikki and Jay, because I didn't run this particular park run being injured. Nikki said that it's a beautiful park, especially on days like today, when she said it's cool, but the dew on the grass really catches the light as you run round, and it's a, it motivates you to keep going because it's such a beautiful park. Jay said it's flat and fast with a nice finishing straight. And this leads nicely on to looking at our park runs this week. So Nikki actually pulled a Groundhog Day today. So that's where you run two consecutive park runs at the same park run and you run the exact same time at both of them. So she did 24 minutes and 19 seconds last week and 24 minutes and 19 seconds again today. She said the biggest difference for her was actually that this week it felt easier to her. She felt more in control. So she enjoyed today's run more than last week. Jay ran in a absolutely amazing time of 28 minutes and 20 seconds which as a new overall PB for him and nearly a minute quicker than his previous PB. Um, myself I didn't run today unfortunately my foot is still I say playing up my tendons are still quite sore and because I've been walking with a bit of a limp unfortunately now my left shin is also hurting as well so I definitely wasn't running today I'm still on elevation and resting it as much as I possibly can trying to heal as quickly as I possibly can so that I can hopefully run next week for a, there's a run that I've entered and the park run on the following day as well next week I'm going to be giving a shout out to anyone who would like a spooky Halloween mention are you dressing up for park run are you volunteering at a spooky event let me know by dropping an email or a message via the Facebook page and I'll give you a shout out Main topic for next week is actually going to be the Couch to 5K scheme, which has got so many people into Park Run. So if you've used this scheme yourself, or you know someone who has, who has recommended it to you, or has just talked it up, again, drop me an email or pop on the Facebook page and let me know, because I'd love to hear your opinions about the Couch to 5K. If you've done it yourself, why did you choose it? Was it very effective? And did you do it with your friends or family? As always, I'd love to hear from anyone who has anything they'd like to share with me. And that's about it for this week, so I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. Stay frosty, park runners. I'll see you next week. Oh.